0: hey it's the seminary of hard knocks podcast it's episode 110 we're talking about our favorite online tools come hang out hey everybody welcome back to the seminary of hard knocks podcast i'm seth and that's megan over there and it is 2020 second episode of 2020
1: it's a cool year.
0: It is a cool I year. I love
1: 2020.
0: How many churches do you think are going to use Vision 2020?
1: 99.8% of them.
0: That's, a, that's like kind of low hanging fruit though, right? I mean, it's 2020 and you're like, what are we doing for the year? That's look ahead or let's look back or let's look to our, f- I mean, it's so easy to, to do. I have that. the sermon title, 20
1: things to do in
0: 2020. You go. That's a good blog post.
1: It's so easy. 20 things in 2020.
0: Yeah. We have to just think of 20 things to do.
1: Well, today we have 20 online tools
0: for 2020. Just about just kidding. Not
1: not quite 20.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know that in 2020, communicators are probably looking like, okay, let's let's take inventory, right? Let's look at what we've done. What are we really going to need in 2020? Or Probably you probably pass budget season that usually happens in October for most people. I I was at a church where it was like at the beginning, uh, this one time, not this, not the last one I was at, but I was at a church once where the beginning of the fiscal year began at the beginning of the fiscal year. The budget season was January, June. No, it it really budget went January to December and started over in January. Yeah. Interesting. yeah, it was a smaller church and we have we, no idea
1: what we're doing.
0: Well, it was like we were we were all kind of looking at each other going like we all agree this is kind of ridiculous, right? That we we have a yearly calendar that's got two different years in it. It was just confusing for bookkeeping and I know it's pretty typical, but we were like, let's just make our calendar year and budget season from January one to December thirty one. And we just changed it and it was so much nicer to think about my budget that way. But that was that was kind of like cuz it was always about school, right? I mean, the school yeah. calendar is what really dictated all that.
1: I honestly have so little knowledge when it comes to the financial world oh, of me too. budgeting and finances and why we go from, you know, what fiscal year starts when and all of that jazz. I honestly could not have I have no input into that.
0: Well, you see <laughs> at in the- all? The difference is the lunar calendar and the uh, Uh, the ancient Romans. The way the stars align. I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't I bet there's
1: people listening that do know what we're talking about, and they could probably give us some clues and pointers, but
0: that's what we're here to talk about today. Yeah, send us your list of why we're wrong, and we'll get back to you. But today, we're looking forward to 2020 and all the tools that you can use that are out there, because honestly... Man, in the technologically savvy world that we live in, what a time to be alive, right? There's so many great things to help us do our jobs really well, but it's just hard to find them all because there's so many of them. It's hard to find like what really works. So we're going to give you a couple of our favorites and tools that have helped us in our jobs and help our friends, et cetera, that we know about. And I'm going to let Megan go first. Megan, what's the first tool? For 2020, that can help people in church communications.
1: Well, I think, can I just say this real fast? No. We're going to, some of these tools are going to be just pretty basic, like really easy to use, easy to understand. You're probably already using them, but we felt like they were important enough to mention and talk about just in case. Um, And then there's going to be tools that are maybe a little deeper dive for some people. And I mean, I know when I was starting out as a comms director, I kind of was just keeping my head above water with how do I keep consistent social media posts and make sure we're not doing spelling errors in our programs every weekend. Like that was my win, right? But as you go along through your job, you get really good at those things. They get easier. You get faster at them and you are able to kind of dive deeper into SEO or, um, site maps or design whatever project management project management yeah whatever those things are so um i mean i hope that's what that's what we get to today is kind of covering the spectrum of i just started and i'm i'm just trying to figure out how to not misspell something in the bulletin all the way to how do i show up on google better so hopefully there's something for everyone here but Uh, yep um Anyway,
0: <laughs> No, that's good. That's true. And, and I think there's there's going to be, we're going to talk about a couple of them here, but in our show notes, which are sethnews.com slash uh, 110, you'll be able to find a ton of stuff that we probably won't get to talk about and just different links to different things that we've found and trust that are really, really good. But Megan, what is your first on your list that you, you really, you really love?
1: So the first one that I have is Canva, which I'm pretty sure everyone knows what it is. But man, if you uh, don't have access to like Photoshop or Illustrator, it is just, I mean, it is the easiest tool out there to use to do social media posts or even web design, email graphics, what have you. The templates are great. They've got their own built-in fonts. You can look at different typography layouts. as there's some a non-designer,
0: there's some new you stuff can create too. some really, oh yeah? Yeah. What, what new stuff? Well, they've got some new things that are like like um, animated GIF uh, graphics, animated oh, illustrations yeah. that you can throw in yeah. there. It's not many, but a few and like some background effects, tools and things that are new. Uh, yeah. You j- can
1: remove the background now.
0: Yeah. I new things, that. Yeah. So they're adding some more Photoshop-esque tools in there to give you a little more functionality.
1: Yeah. I mean, I pay, I pay for the, um, like the, I, I pay for Canva. I think it's like 12 bucks a month. It mm-hmm. is free. You can use it for free. There's just some limited features in that. Yeah. But the nice part about the 12 bucks a month is like the automatic resizing. So like I can create a graphic Yes. and resize it for Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and an email. Without mm-hmm. having to retouch
0: it, so. But even even for the the, the churches nonprofits, there's the nonprofit discount where you get that that's paid, right, that paid version and you get it for free. Yeah, you get the, you get the paid version for free if you're. You a should do that. Yeah, and you have to go and like Google Canva nonprofit. It's not it's really hard to find on their website. So you just Google Canva nonprofit. It'll bring up the page, and it'll show you how to get your five hundred one c three form tax exempt whatever to mm-hmm. them. So they can approve you and then you're, then you're good to go. So there's a little bit of backend paperwork kind of stuff to do with it, but you can get it for free and it's really awesome.
1: Yeah, totally worth it.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you my favorite tool. Um, I, I just discovered this one today and actually put a walkthrough and kind of showed what it does in my uh, Facebook group. So if you haven't joined that yet, go check it out. It's called draw.io, uh, D-R-A-W.io. And it, it's a, <clears throat> it's a flowchart creator. So what I what I can see using this for is, is two really quick practical applications for church communications. First, your workflow. How does a request come in? Then what happens to it? Where does it go? You can draw those out in these nice little uh, squares and flowchart kind of things where you show what one thing happens next and kind of it's a very visual version of looking at your workflow that <clears throat> is helpful to have for you to understand mm-hmm. what's going on but also to hand out to your team anybody who's new on your team or to the kind of uh let's say they're the person on your staff that likes to go around the system a lot and tends to say "I that doesn't happen." What? what i didn't know that's how we did that those? yeah those, those, they, they, those i hear they exist so um you can hand this to them go here here's what happens when you do this and so it helps because here's the deal when when I, when I was a communica- communication director, one of the helpful things for our staff was they would send in a request, but they didn't really know what happened after that. So there was a ton of questions coming in, like, "When's this going to be done? Where are you at with this? What's?" The-? And and so you're like, "Hold on, right. this is what happens when you send a request in. So here's where we're going to come back to you. And here's where you're going to get to do the revisions and you know that kind of thing, because it just sets the the expectation. The other reason that's a really good a tool draw IO is that you can draw out any kind of email automations that you want to have in your church. Really? So, yeah. So if you had, you can show like I've got email welcome series, let's say you got three emails and in each one you can write in like, here was, here's the click. And if you click this link, it goes up and draw an arrow. It goes over here to this list. And this is what happens. And then if you click this link, it goes over to this list, et cetera. So it just helps you kind of figure out, What's going on? Cause most of us probably use MailChimp and I'll, I gotta be honest. I, <laughs> the back end of MailChimp is pretty dang confusing when you're trying to figure all that kind of stuff out. So most of us probably Agreed. stay away from it. And that sounds I like
1: really helpful stuff to have in your comms manual. Like for all the time, you know, and it would also help clarify some of those things, some of those Steps that you're like, oh, wait, why when this, when I do this, does it go over there? Like, you might yeah. not even realize some of those pieces don't make sense until you lay them out like that. So, that's really yes. cool.
0: Cause it helps, it helps keep it visual in your mind. I think a lot of us are, you know, even those of us who are more technical, mathematical, engineering type mindset, we need to know what's going on. Sometimes we'll miss steps if we don't have it kind of laid out. And yeah. And um, I think it just helps us with efficiency and managing projects and it allows you the opportunity to go, where can we, here's our process. Where can we automate some of this? Like how many, how can we make these? I've got 15 steps here, man, that's a lot of stuff. How can I take steps out? How can I make steps, you know, do their own thing and I don't have to do something. So it's good to be able to see it. A lot of times we don't even know what our workflow really is. We've never really talked about it. It's just, this is what was happening when I got here. I've made a few changes and this is what happens now. But we don't really have it written anywhere. We can say, here's what we do in communications. So yeah. I think it's a really helpful tool for that.
1: That's awesome. I love that. So the next one that I uh, want to chat about is called uh, uh, Penguin. It's P-A-N-G-U-I-N. The link is a little bit funky. So I think you can just Google like Penguin SEO and it'll populate. We'll put the link in our show notes, but it's like barracuda.digital. Okay. Penguin, but
0: penguin like the animal, like, like, are you saying it like like, the
1: animal, but spelled differently?
0: Okay. So it's not just penguin, like a person from South Carolina would say it. It's, it's a penguin, like a penguin, it's it's actually spelled (laughs) that way. Okay.
1: So what penguin does to the, like the best of my knowledge, my limited SEO website knowledge is Penguin is a free tool. It doesn't cost you anything to check it out. But what it allows you to see is if traffic on your website has increased or decreased. It allows you to overlay the traffic with uh, SEO or with algorithm updates from your hmm. Google Analytics to see if, for like for example, you're like, okay, I normally get 50 visitors a day and today I only have 12. What's up? you can go to the penguin tool and you can see that there's an algorithm update. And now, you know, Oh, that's the reason why it might not be because I need to put out more Google ads or my Google ads expired, or I need different keywords. It might have nothing to do with those things. It might simply be there was a new algorithm update and your site isn't updated with it yet. And so you can fix that. Awesome, um, Which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. and And I know that there'll be times when, you're, you're sitting in your, com, your comms chair and somebody will come in from another department or whatever and say, Hey, what's going on? Why haven't we had this kind of traffic? Or if you have this, re- you're giving a report and they see, wow, we're really down this month. Mm-hmm. It's really helpful to have that kind of tool to say, well, we're really not It's because it isn't because of traffic necessarily. It's like the, an update happened, So we're just kind of yeah. adjusting to that.
1: It might not have anything to do with, you know, your website, not being, Good, or your SEO being good, but
0: right, because the hours that's changed. Because that's when suggestions start happening. Oh, maybe we need to change our homepage, and maybe we need to add a button here, or maybe we need to do better in Google, like you said. And like, hold up, hold up. Nope, we just got to change. It's yeah. fine, you know, because because we know that stuff's going on, and right. a lot of times the people who are um, above us don't, and they don't need to know. They don't care. It's it's not like they should know. You know, it's just they just don't. And so it's helpful if we have those that information to be able to lead up. Over I think
1: there. it's also fun just to see how many times Google updates their algorithm, like it's yeah. constantly.
0: It's, and so
1: it's. like to see all the lines on our on your page is like, whoa! Yep. That's a lot!
0: It's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'll, In, I'll yeah. talk about um, my next tool is called Zapier. 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 Zap- Zapier. Zapier.
1: Zapier.
0: I say, I say it with a French accent. Uh, Zapier. Is that how you say it?
1: We're, we have really bad accents.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty good. What, what? My French accent is stellar. I, um, I just, I, mean, uh, mm. I imitate the, the peas from VeggieTales. How can I go wrong? Oh, so, oh my
1: gosh. I love imitating <clears throat> those guys. They're so <laughs> much fun.
0: So <laughs> Zapier, that's what I'm going to go with. Zapier is um, is a tool that helps all the tools talk and you might have here. So basically here's how it works. Let's say you have something like type form or some form builder, whatever you've got and you have it on your website. Somebody fills it out. What happens to that data after that? What happens to that submission? You can set up Zapier that once you get an email, from that form with that info, it sends that email to Asana or Trello or whatever it is. And you could set it up and connect those two things so that you have things automated. And one of the things that when I was a communication director, I didn't have us do that. I can't, I'm like looking back going, man, I can't believe I didn't work hard to, to make this happen, was automating a lot of these processes in our project management. It was- I um, am
1: vigorously I, nodding my head.
0: Yeah. For those it's, of you it, that
1: cannot see me, I am vigorously nodding.
0: <laughs> and, and as I, as I, you know, now I'm, I, you know, work with Paul Fleming a lot and like Paul's, he's the CEO of Church Inc. And Paul's deal is he started in that kind of world and create systems like that. And he's really good at it. And so hearing him talk about how he automated things when he was a comms director is, is like, I, I'm just going, man, I didn't do 20% of what I could have done with that. So Zapier mm-hmm. is the way you connect all that stuff to work. Um it's very easy to use. It integrates with just about anything. Mailchimp, Trello, Asana, Basecamp, whatever you want to use. Um all kinds of stuff. And for your email it, it just it's great. So yeah. I haven't I am just now learning how to use it and so I'm I'm new. So that's really all I can pretty much tell you, but it is a good tool to look into. To get I'm not going.
1: super technical, and I feel like I can figure out Zapier. Um, it's that it, it pretty much when you go onto their website, they walk you through the steps. Yeah, and they even give you suggestions of, mm-hmm. hey, if you're working on this kind of project, maybe these automations would make sense to you. Um, one thing that I did that was really helpful was I um, connected my Slack. We I I use Slack yeah. in a, in a number of places. Um, but I connected Slack with my Google Drive. I sit on the board for a local, um, like private school here in Ann Arbor. And in a, on the board, we have to document all of our meetings. Everything that we do has to be documented and saved. And what we use Slack to communicate and to post our meeting minutes. So instead of taking our meeting minutes, doing them in Google Drive, and then pasting them into Slack, i just I just write our meeting minutes in Slack, and I created a zap, if you will, yeah, that as soon as soon as I post anything in this particular channel, I like I post a post, it's called a post. Any post that I make in that channel automatically uploads to our Google Drive in a particular folder, That's so awesome. I don't have to I just don't have it just eliminates doing double duty, yeah, so my meeting minutes get posted. they're in the right spot. And they're getting archived, and I don't even have to think about it. It's just automatically happening.
0: Yeah, only is Andy Stanley quote that stick stuck with me is only do what only you can do, and then I add and let the robots do the rest. <laughs> and let the robots do the rest. <laughs> let the robots be the robots, and let them yes. do the boop 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 boop. Here's your thing. So unless I love you're that.
1: the Mandalorian and then you don't want any robots ever.
0: Oh my gosh. Don't get me started on that show. It is amazing.
1: <laughs> I knew that was going to be a can of worms. But I finished it, it
0: yesterday. Oh,
1: so good. It's amazing.
0: Oh man. It's is amazing. Every- Thank you. Thank you very much to, um, to star Wars for that. Um, all right. So what is your next, what have you got? What's your next tool?
1: Oh, okay. We got to talk about Lightroom presets here. Oh, okay. Now, I know not everybody is taking pictures and posting pictures. Some of us are using, uh, you know, some of us are like avid photographers and we've got these fancy cameras and we know how to use Lightroom not efficiently and easily. I'm not that person. I'm a, I am like, let's, I take it with my phone. I get it. I need to edit it quickly and be able to post it when I need or schedule it whenever I want to in that moment. So Lightroom presets have been amazing for me to be able to create consistent looks, feels yeah. and tones in all of my images. And it all I have to do is upload the p- picture, press a button and it's done. Like super easy. I don't have to manually edit anymore. I'm not trying to like increase the exposure and decrease saturation and mm-hmm. do all of those individ- individual things that make my pictures not look the same. So yep. presets have just been a life lifesaver for me as far as time and quality.
0: You're just, um, you're, just, you're just using a preset to like clean it up, clean up the picture.
1: Yeah. So like if it's too dark or too or overexposed or um like I like like I like all of my images to have the same look and feel. I don't want some to be super saturated and some to be more monochromatic. Like I want yeah. I want that that feel, whatever that brand look is. If it's clean and crisp or if it's, you know, a little bit um filtered, like for it to just be yeah. consistent.
0: I get it. Um
1: I do the same so, thing
0: on Instagram stories. I use Jakarta for almost everything. Yeah, see in you
1: always use the same filter just to so like that it. same vibe. Yeah. And so presets just let me do that super easy. And I don't have to think about it. You can, they're usually pretty cheap to buy, or you can make them yourself. And yeah. that would be a really cool thing for us to cover how to
0: how to do them because it's so easy. Yeah. Honestly, if you just Google creating Lightroom preset, it shows you how to basically record an action and that's kind of what it is. It's, you can, you can do certain things to your photo and then save that. And it's kind of like pushing a button. It, it makes Lightroom go, okay, I'm going to do all that stuff you just did real fast. And it does every, every adjustment, every edit. So it's kind of like recording a scene and and hitting stop at the end of what you did inside the the thing so it's really cool um all right well let's talk about um i got one uh, i love trello let's talk about trello uh love trello i kn- i know that in the communication space for task management project management asana is kind of dominant there I a lot of people talking about used asana asana of I all did. the things we never we, used we have uh, we used it at hope and i've used that in other spaces um and it's great asana is great i love trello because there are so many things you can do with it that i just i don't know how to do with asana so the main thing with trello that i love is how visual it is so <clears throat> it is it's cards and columns right so it's just got these columns of stuff on your board and you, each card is, is a project or whatever you're working on you move it to one or the other or you can keep them separate there's all kinds of different integrations, there's and 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 stuff like that, but it just looks really nice. It makes you feel good about moving things down the row, you know, just like you feel <laughs> mm-hmm. productive. You're watching it take place. But the, the main-
1: idea was like, I'm sorry, I was just thinking you were talking about moving the cards. Mm-hmm. Like the whole idea was like, I think like when they, I heard this story. Somebody should fact check me. Okay, but that the people that created it were working on a project and they were just literally taking sticky notes and moving them down, like yeah. for like a project, right? They're, they're just taking a sticky note off their whiteboard and moving it to the next spot. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, wait a second, this could be digital and we could yeah. share this
0: everywhere. That's it. And
1: that's what it is. It's that's literally all it is. digital sticky
0: notes. Only imagine your sticky note is insane. And you can do so many things. It has powers. On on the one sticky note, you can create uh, all of your checklists and everything inside that sticky note. um, That is the digital card for Trello. The other thing, the main thing I really like about it that has helped me the most, I think, is that, and they just did this. They added a feature that was a paid feature now to the free plan. And it is called Butler. And with Butler, it allows you to write your own rules and, and automations inside the program. So if I say I add a card to a column called Instagram, and it, which is where I make my plans for Instagram, and I add a card that says a post idea, whatever it is, like ask a question, whatever, and then fill out the question. As soon as I drop that card into that column, I have it set up to tag me put it on a checklist, um, assign a color to it, uh, and just make it look ready to go. And it just does that in about two seconds and it's nice. all set up and ready That's awesome. for me. Yeah. And it's got a date on it. And it's got a due date. You could do all kinds of stuff with this thing. And so you can set up another rule, like when you move it or when you hit archive and, and what, what happens after that. So looking at project management, when a, when a, Google Form, if that's how you use for, if that's what you use for, um, you know, com requests comes in, it, it automatically integrates with Google Forms without Zapier. So with Google Forms, you can just kick it over and set it up that goes into this column for this thing that has been selected. You can use logic and it goes into the right column and it sets a card up for you and it's already there and
1: it's that's super easy
0: yeah and now all you got to, and then it will send you an email to let you know there's a new card for you to look at and i love it i love it so much so highly recommend trello trying it out it is a little bit of a learning curve because it's not a list kind of to-do list um per se so some people balk at that and they like the list form of, of asana which i get but asana has a card version too and it's not great I don't
1: like it. I mean, I just I keep seeing more and more project management tools going to the card version mm-hmm. because it works so well,
0: yeah, you it's know it's
1: just it's very it's very versatile. And you can allow um one thing that we used it for was for art requests. so yeah. that so people could see where um, their art request was in the like yeah. project management timeline like from received to processed to draft all of those things were done right in Trello it was right. just super visual which
0: is really nice and 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 honestly the issue is i think that many many communication directors project managers we we run our communications department with asana because we're used to to do lists and that's the difference is that it's it's getting your mindset away from running a bunch of to-do lists and running a project management, uh, you know, program. So there's a difference between to, to-do lists and project management. So if you've got a, a thing you're trying to get done, there's so many other things that go along with that other than just a list of things to get done. That's, yeah. you know, if, if you're just sitting around waiting for people to tell you what to do, a list is great. A list works. It comes in, here's, put this on my list. I just get it done whenever I can. But if you're trying to manage people and get things moving and do big things, project management tool is, is, I like Trello better for that.
1: Yeah. I love it. I think it's great visual. So the next one to talk about, which is a little intimidating to me because, Oh, are you okay?
0: Yeah. My toe got caught under my chair for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I was moving my foot and my toe got caught and I was like, Oh, (laughs) 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 random things.
1: your toe? Of all the things?
0: Yeah, my middle toe. My bad toe. Oh my gosh. My non-Christian toe got caught underneath okay. the chair.
1: <laughs> well, that's probably <laughs> why. It's time to cut it off. Yeah. Get that sucker out of here. It's
0: the longest toe. No, it's not. It's the second longest toe. Whatever.
1: Wow. Anyway. <clears throat> um, you'll never know what's going to happen with Seth <laughs> Sorry. and Megan.
0: Sorry, you were saying.
1: I was saying. So the the tool that i want to talk about is a little intimidating to me because i know it has high value i know how to use it minimally i know it has vi- high value but i know how to use it minimally so we're going to we're going to dive into it just a little bit and i'll tell you what i do know but just be aware that there's a lot more out there that it does than what i have used it for so okay. it's called um it's called screaming frog A friend of mine introduced it to me. It sounds awesome, right? It's like the most dope name ever. Okay, so what Screaming Frog does, basically, from my understanding, is that it allows you to to harvest all of the data for like a site audit that you would ever want to do. So the free version crawls up to 500 URLs of your website.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Um, And it allows you to see like redirects or uh, like bad redirects, your metadata, missing metadata, um, the pages that are like like dead pages, things that you need to convert to, um, like you need to make no longer visible because they're outdated or or yeah. what have you, things that are like negatively affecting your website. Mm-hmm. It shows you all of that information.
0: Wow, um, that's, that's so cool.
1: Super helpful, super helpful stuff that it would like to do manually would be, impossible.
0: Do you think, maybe you know this, maybe you don't, when you use this, does it send you alerts or, or a readout of some sort? Like, Hey, here's all the stuff you've got this week that are dead. Uh, things like I, that.
1: I have only ever used the free version of this. Cause okay. I, I never felt confident that I would be able to utilize all of the facets of the paid version. Although the paid yeah. version allows you to connect your Google analytics, which I think is incredibly helpful.
0: Cool. Um, cause, I, cause I'll tell you what I hate, what I hated so much is when somebody would email me and go, Hey, this link on this page out here is dead. Or, Hey, this, this page goes the wrong thing. Or you got a 404 like, man, yes. it's, cause it's embarrassing. Like you can't possibly keep up with it all if you're doing it manually.
1: Yeah, I think really it does. Tight. I mean, I mean, right. when you look at like what they do, I mean, it says external internal links and their status. Mm-hmm. Is given to you and the security status of links, URL issues, issues with page titles, like all of that stuff. Wow. It gives you, it's, it's That's fantastic. Great. Like it's, it's kind of a must have, I think when it comes to SEO and making sure our websites are, are more than just available,
0: yeah. you know, that they're yeah. actually working. Yeah. Cause, cause we all know if you've worked with the web at all for a given amount of time, let's say two days, you have had a website that has inexplicably broken for some reason. Yeah. Somebody updated something somewhere, some server went down, who knows? Uh, There's a reason for it breaking all the time and you never know Mm -hmm. what it is unless you're always looking at the website, which you have better things to do, most of us. Right. Unless that's your job, then you should be looking at it and that should never happen. But uh, Screaming Frog sounds like a great tool to keep up with a lot of your web issues and, and make sure it's a secure, healthy website.
1: And if it's your job, you already know about Screaming Frog and you are using it regularly, I'm sure. Yeah. But for the rest of us who our website is a mere facet of the million things that we do, yeah. it's a yeah. very helpful tool for helping us peg the things that, you know, we wouldn't even catch or we don't have time to catch.
0: Right. Because you know? we know you're buried. Most of right. most church communicators are just buried under so much every day. And uh, having things that kind of look out and watch your back like that are valuable. I'd pay money for that for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let me tell you about my last one. And then we'll, we'll get to your last one. Um, My last tool that I really like is called Capwing, K-A-P-W-I-N-G. And Capwing is a free online tool that is basically an online video editor. I know a lot of people ask about how do we do premiere? How do we edit videos? And people will say, iMovie, Adobe Premiere. That's it. And that's really it. On mobile, there's a couple of different options. You can use InShot. You can use other apps like that. But Capwing is a desktop and mobile app as well that, um, well, it's not, you can't edit on mobile. But you can get your edits in an app. It's kind of like a notification, like from Buffer for Instagram kind of thing. So it'll share it with you. And you can download your video edits from the app to your mobile device but you can't edit there, but on the desktop Capwing is a super useful tool. And the one I, thing I use it for most is captions. When you upload a video, oh, yeah, okay. it, it creates, it's a free captioner. And that's just one of the great tools. Like if you edit captioner? your video, Captioner. Is that a word? I'm captioner. I'm gonna say it is. I'm gonna say it let's is. Let's go know. for it. Let's you. Let's go for it, man. <clears throat> captioner. Yeah. Capwing the captioner. That sounds great. I love that. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of the many tools it offers. But it's my, my favorite one in that suite for sure. It it allows you you upload a video and it's free. You do have to log in to get rid of the little watermark. That's it. You just log in, create an account, and then they don't ask mm-hmm. you for money or anything, and it's free. So I logged in, great. upload the video the captioner opens and it works kind of like Facebook captioner or YouTube captioning captions does. You can upload an SRT file. Um, if you can make one of those and upload that, but it's just easier to let them do it. And then you edit it and you can set all kinds of different functions and how it looks and everything in there and then download your video, but it's done and it's free and it looks great. So biggest tool for, Captions I've found out there that's free. It's the best, the best one I've found. This puts it on the bottom of your video so that, when you're wa- so if you're watching videos with the sound off, you can see what's being said, which is Got it. a ton of people watch video that way. They yes. watch it with, I do. I don't ever turn the sound on unless I'm, you know, I've decided to sit here and watch videos on my phone. I usually don't do that. Yeah. There but was a
1: survey done by Verizon and I think, publicists. Is that how you say it? Publicists? Sure. That they did a survey of, of I'm, I'm assuming Verizon customers mm-hmm. um, that said, and that came back with that 92% of the viewers watched video with the sound off.
0: Yep. It's huge. That's unreal.
1: 92% of people watched video without the sound off. That was their preferred method.
0: I, but captions are super important to your video because of that very fact. People watch with the sound off. Um, yeah. You know, you can upload to Facebook and and then do it there, and then they only come up when the sound is off, and they go away when the sound's on. That's nice. I don't have time for Facebook, man. That that caption program on Facebook is the devil.
1: It's it is the worst.
0: And then to get them on Instagram, you, have to, you might you can't as well do it.
1: manually into them. It, it captures it so poorly. You might yeah. as well just manually do it.
0: And and that's the thing is that it only works on Facebook. So on Instagram unless you're paying for an ad and has them, you're not going to get it. these captions to my knowledge. Maybe that's not true. Somebody might know something. Please hit me up if you do. But I like just put them in the video where they play all the time anyway. And yeah. it's just easier. And, and your, your video views will go up. Very because smart. it does help hook people as soon as they get it. You, you see that first sentence and before you really turn the sound on or decide to keep scrolling. And if they read something there they like, they'll stay and watch it. So yeah. it's a great tool. All right. Last one. What is your last favorite online tool?
1: Super short and sweet. DeFont. DeFont DeFont.com.
0: DeFont. DeFont.
1: DeFont. DeFont.com. Most people probably know what DeFont is. It's just a free, a website that offers you free fonts. It breaks them down super easy. So you can see sans, sans serif fonts, handwriting Mm -hmm. fonts, script fonts, um, there's a ton of free font websites out there. DeFont is probably one of the most popular ones. Yeah. Um, we all love free. So um, you can download them and use them across the board on anything you want to. Um, and they're yeah. they're great. It's a great
0: resource. Anytime you're designing a heavy metal album cover, the font is a yeah. great place to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, all every time you design. Or, you, or if for you want all of to, the times you design.
0: I'll, I'll tell you, I got a font um for that uh there was a harry potter font that i, I designed yes. one of my shirts with i love harry potter i do too but there's a it's there's nice. a shirt in the seminary of hard Knocks store uh What's well it say? Pl- plug sethnews.com slash store there's a shirt that says uh i'm a designer not a wizard
1: oh yes and yes, it has yes. the yes. lightning
0: bolt in the middle and it's written in the harry potter font but
1: yeah
0: i, I like that I, I had to go get that at the font.com to, uh, to make that shirt
1: yeah, it's fantastic. It's a good one. So, make sure to keep that in your repertoire.
0: Yeah. So, lots of good tools here, lots of good things we can that people can grab and start to use. Like I said, we'll we'll put a few others in the show notes that we didn't talk about here, but um we we're, we're inundated with tools. There's all kinds of tools. And here's and and here's what, what I hope that everybody understands about this is that all of these may not be for you and you're not supposed to use everything. And if you find yourself constantly using more and more, who can afford the subscriptions and the payments and the, keeping up with all, what all these things do? You need to find the ones that help you create an ecosystem in your church uh, that helps you get things done well and with the least amount of stress and, and that, that helps you do your job really well. Because at the end of the day, church communicators are putting out 320% of work because we have these kinds of things right? Just with one of us. Right. imagine we have right. a team, it's even more, but the amount of work we have to do is in, immense. And the only way we get it done is with all this kind of help. But if these tools become a distraction or they become a hindrance, then you've got too many tools. You need to streamline, figure out what's best for you and figure out what works. And sometimes you may have to say, you know what, this one doesn't do everything we need, but this is the one we're going to use and everyone's going to use it. And that's what we're going to do. That's the best case scenario. So. Find what works for you. Find what you like and and put them together in your workflow. Withdraw IO and figure out like how all this works together.
1: <laughs> Clever. I like that loop back around.
0: Yeah. Loop back around and put it all together until so it makes sense. Because if it doesn't make yeah. sense, it's not, don't do it. It's, and our job is is hard enough these things can yeah. either make it really easy or make it really complicated and if it's making it complicated you need to get rid of something
1: yeah or, some things are worth learning and yeah. and being willing to put up with the learning curve that comes along with it uh, and some things are just you know i this isn't the season for that like i yeah maybe maybe there will be another season in the future where that's going to make sense for me to allow the space for but give right. yourself grace if it's not too yeah.
0: You may not have time to learn Premiere right now. That's fine. Yeah, Use CapWing. Use InShot. Use something else. You know, use something easy. Um, Do whatever you need to do. Get somebody, pay somebody to do it. I mean, gosh, that's, that's always an option too. Use your budget as a weapon against all the business that you have. So... Um, Anyway, well, I hope this is helpful. I hope you guys find, you know, something in here that's helpful you didn't know about. Maybe that can really make your life a little better, make your job a little easier and make you feel a little bit more successful and actually be a little more successful in what you're trying to accomplish. So thank you guys for listening so much. This is episode 110. Go to sethnews.com slash 110 to get all the show notes and all these links. And we'll see you again soon. Later.